are also positioning a generation of Ghanaians to secure our leadership in the global arena. Today, our country holds a privileged position Mr. Speaker, we are also positioning our generation to secure our leadership in the global arena. Today, our country hosts the headquarters of the ALCFTA. We also have a privileged position in leading the climate change charge. As the agreed host of the Climate Vulnerable Forum Secretariat, we are galvanizing a coalition of 68 nations and 1.7 billion people to shape the climate discourse and secure resources for a just energy transition. Mr. Speaker, that is the promise of this budget, and we'll keep our eyes firmly fixed on the future and build lasting prosperity for this and the next generation. Mr. Speaker, as members recall, we came into government in, 2020, in 2017 in a period of grave despondency, meager resources of two fish and five loaves. Today, we can only marvel at how the Lord has multiplied these resources. I'll now proceed, Mr. Speaker, to update the House on the macro-fiscal performance of the economy. Mr. Speaker, Global economic recovery remains sluggish, primarily due to a confluence of setbacks, including the lingering effects of supply chain disruptions and geopolitical events, and the increasing cost of living across many economic blocks. The disruptions in energy and food prices and efforts to combat record high inflation through tightening global monetary policies have considerably slowed down economic activity globally. According to the IMF's October 2023 World Economic Outlook, global economic growth is anticipated to decelerate from 3.5% in 2022 to 3% in 2023, and at best 2.9% in 2024. These projections are noticeably lower than the pre-pandemic historical average of 3.8% from 2000 to 2019. Projections of 3.1% global growth over the medium term are lowest in decades, and the prospects for countries to achieve higher living standards are also, therefore, bleak. Global inflation is expected to gradually decline because of monetary tightening and declining international commodity prices. Global inflation is expected to fall from its peak of 8.7% in 2022 to 6.9% in 2023 and further 5.8% in 2024. Mr. Speaker, macroeconomic imbalances are also improving, evidenced by falling inflation in most parts of the region. However, a slowdown in reform efforts, a rise in political insecurity within the region and external downside risks, including China slowing down, could undermine growth. Mr. Speaker, please permit me to present the macro performance of the first three quarters of 2023 within the context of the targets that were set in the 2023 Media Fiscal Policy Review. Before I proceed, it's important that I restate the targets we set in the 2023 Media Fiscal Review 
This include overall GDP growth of 1.5%, non-oil real GDP rate of 1.5%, and period inflation of 31.3%, overall balance commitment of minus balance of overall primary balance commitment of minus 5.7% of GDP, primary balance commitment basis of minus 5% of GDP, and gross international reserves excluding oil funds and covered assets and pledged assets sufficient to cover at least 0.8 months of imports of goods and services by end 2023. Mr. Speaker, provisional macroeconomic data on the performance of the economy for the periods Q1 to Q3 2023 demonstrated government's relentless commitment to keep us on the high road to recovery. The IMF rightly described Ghana's recent macroeconomic performance in the first review as compelling performance, and I quote. Honorable members, may we wish to refer to the IMS press release numbers PR23-339 and dated 6 October 2023 for this update. As I indicated during the 2023 media fiscal policy review, the prompt deployment of strong fiscal and monetary policy measures largely accounts for their continued macroeconomic stability and economic recovery. Growth in 2023 has been more resilient than earlier expected. Inflation has been on the decline faster than expected. The fiscal and external balances have improved and the exchange rate has broadly stabilized. Mr. Speaker, government introduced the gold for oil policy in 2022 the policy which leverages the Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program was intended to provide foreign exchange financing for the importation of petroleum products and help reduce demand for U.S. dollars from the bulk import distribution and export companies who would have otherwise gone to the market to source forex for the importation of petroleum products. Since then, Mr. Speaker, under the Gold for Reserves program, the Bank of Ghana has purchased a total of 17.89 tons, 1.14 billion US dollars of gold to boost its gold reserves. In addition, under the G40 program, gold for oil program, 23 cargoes, circa 800,000 metric tons of gasoline and gas oil equivalent to 30% of national consumption have so far been imported. The G40 program has significantly contributed to the stabilization of the CD dollar exchange rate. 17 CDs to the dollar in November 2022 to 12 CDs to the dollar in November 2023, leading to a reduction in the export price of diesel from 23 CDs per liter, Mr. Speaker, to 12 CDs per liter today. Mr. Speaker. I'll now update the House on the performance of our macroeconomic indicators. Real GDP growth averaged 3.2% in the first half of 2023, compared to 2.9% in the same period in 2022, signaling a strong rebound. Robust growth in services averaged 6.3%, and agriculture also averaged 6.2%, 
sectors were the key drivers. It is instructive to note average growth of 3.2% for the first two quarters of 2023 is higher than 2023 revised growth target of 1.5%. Price developments indicate inflation is on a declining path in response to ongoing fiscal consolidation, appropriate tightening of monetary policy, and relative stability in the exchange rate. Headline inflation declined over 16 percentage points from 34.1% in December 2022 to 38.1% in September 2023 and 35.2% as of October 2023. The city has stabilized against the US dollar since early 2023. Over a year to date, Mr. Speaker, a year-to-date cumulative deprecation of 25% compared to 54% in 2022. Specifically, Mr. Speaker, the CD has only depreciated by 6.4% on cumulative basis since February 2023 compared to, Mr. Speaker, 53.9% over the same period in 2022. The stability of the city largely reflects the positive impact from the restoration of economic activity, including robust economic growth, improvement in the current account position, improvement in forest liquidity following the IMF ECF inflows, Bank of Ghana's domestic gold purchase program, reduced speculative forex demand as market confidence rebounds. Gross international reserves as of September 2023 stood at 5 billion 2.3 months import cover compared to 6.3 billion 2.7 months import cover at the end of 2022, but expecting only a 0.8 months at mid-year when we stood here to pronounce where we were heading to. We are yet, Mr. Speaker, to reflect IMF World Bank and Cocoa Bank indications of approximately $2 billion by year end. The current account turned positive at 1.1% of GDP at end June 2023, a monumental turnaround from the deficit of 2.1% of GDP at end December 2022. Likewise, the trade balance improved to a surplus of 2.6% of GDP as of end August 2023, from 0.7% of GDP surplus at end December 2022. Though interest rates moderated from December 2022 to the first quarter 2023, they picked up again as T-bills remain the key debt instrument in the debt market after the DDEP. For instance, the 91-day Treasury declined from 35.5% in December 2022 to 18.5% in March 2023, but increased to 29.8% as of Monday, 13th November 2023. The overall budget deficit on commitment basis as of end August 2023 was a deficit of 3.0% of GDP, outperforming the targeted deficit of 4.6% of GDP. The outturn largely reflects improvements in revenue mobilization 
and slower execution of expenditure. The corresponding primary balance on commitment basis was a deficit of 0.7% of GDP, also outperforming the target surplus of 0.9% of GDP. Public debt accumulation has slowed down significantly as government continued to consolidate its public finances and also reflects the impact of the domestic debt exchange program and the ongoing external debt restructuring. Total public debt has declined from 73.1% of GDP at the end of 2022, Mr. Speaker, to 66.4% of GDP as at September 2023. The completion of external debt restructuring is expected to further improve Ghana's debt to GDP ratio. Mr. Speaker, the 2023 fiscal framework was revised during the 2023 media fiscal policy review to reflect updated macro fiscal developments and align with the fiscal adjustment path under the IMF supported PCPEC. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal performance for the first eight months of the year using provisional data shows significant progress towards a stronger fiscal consolidation. More specifically, Mr. Speaker, total revenue and grants was 71.9.1 billion, 9.3% of GDP, 2.8% lower than the program target of 82.2 billion, 9.6% of GDP. Total expenditure commitment was 104.6 billion, 12.2% of GDP, 14.1% lower than the target of 121.8 billion, 14.2% of GDP. Primary expenditure commitment was 84.7 billion, 9.9% of GDP, 6.0% lower than the target of 90.1 billion, 10.5% of GDP. Primary balance commitment was a deficit of 5.5 billion or 0.7% of GDP compared to the target deficit of 7.9 billion, 0.9% of GDP. Overall fiscal balance commitment was a deficit of 25.4 billion, 3% of GDP compared to target deficit of 39.6 billion or 4.6% of GDP. And overall fiscal balance cash was a deficit of 26.1 billion, 3% of GDP compared to the target deficit of 44.6 billion, 5.2% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, we are doing much better than predicted. Mr. Speaker, based on the overall macroeconomic objectives and the medium-term targets, the following macroeconomic targets are set for the 2024 fiscal year. Overall real GDP growth of at least 2.8%, non-oil real GDP growth of at least 2.1%, end period inflation rate of 5.0%, primary balance on commitment basis of a surplus of 0.5% of GDP, and gross international reserve to cover not less than three months of imports. Mr. Speaker, the 2024 and medium-term fiscal framework has been prepared in line with the objectives and policy priorities of a three-year IMF-supported PCPEC program. The primary balance on commitment basis is the fiscal anchor we are using to assess our fiscal efforts. 
Over the medium term, we plan to improve the primary balance commitment from a deficit of 4.3% of GDP in 2022 to deficit of 0.5% of GDP in 2023, a huge 3.9% adjustment. The primary balance is expected to improve further to a surplus at 0.5% of GDP in 2024 and 1.5% of GDP from 2025 onwards. Mr. Speaker, total revenue and grants is projected at 176.4 billion Ghana cities, 16.8% of GDP as we move towards our 18% target. And this is underpinned by permanent revenue measures, largely tax revenue measures amounting to 0.9% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, total expenditure is projected at 226.7 billion, 21.6% of GDP. This projection reflects a reduction of 6.1 percentage points of DGP in total expenditure commitment basis compared to the outturn in 2022. This large decrease comes from the combination of fiscal consolidation efforts of 4.9 percentage points of DGP, reflecting an adjustment in revenue by 1.1 percentage point and primary expenditure by 3.9 percentage points of GDP. The potential interest rate savings from the ongoing external debt operation will further bolster public finance sustainability. Mr. Speaker, based on the estimates for total revenue and grants and total expenditure, including areas clearance, the overall budget balance to be financed in a fiscal deficit of 61.9 billion, equivalent to 5.9% of GDP. A corresponding primary balance is a deficit of 5.9 billion, equivalent to 0.6% of GDP. Mr. Speaker, the Ministry of Finance, I think through the Ghana Revenue Authority, as per Section 4 of the Ghana Revenue Authority Act 2009, introduced the property rate reform project. The objective was to develop a unified common platform capable of billing, collecting, and reporting property rates nationwide. Mr. Speaker, the initiative has encountered some challenges that's making it difficult for the relevant bodies, including the Metropolitan Municipal and District Assemblies, to have access to their share of the property rate collection on time. Mr. Speaker, to address these challenges, government is reviewing the overall structures and processes to determine the optimal way forward. In the interim, districts will resume collection as these challenges are resolved. Mr. Speaker, tax reliefs. Our approach to tax policy since 2017 was to give significant relief to the private sector until expenditure pressures from 2020 required a more aggressive approach. It is important to note that in the short term, fiscal sustainability requires that we improve our tax ratios significantly, otherwise our long-term competitiveness will be reduced. As we all know, our country's 13% tax to GDP ratio is far below our peers. Our target is 18 to 20%, and we are on course with 16% hoping to be achieved this year. In that regard, 
it is difficult to implement all the structural reforms and tax reliefs needed to immediately lower and or eliminate certain tax handles. However, I assure this August House that we have heard we believe in lower taxes as a government for industry and we are working at aggressively with the GRA and to be cemented with the Standing Committee of the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue. Mr. Speaker, further to the above, the following reliefs have been prioritized for implementation. To extend, Mr. Speaker, the zero rate of VAT on locally manufactured African prints for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on import of electric vehicles for public transportation for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to waive import duties on semi-knockdown and completely knockdown electric vehicles imported by registered EV assembly companies in Ghana for a period of eight years. Mr. Speaker, to extend zero rate of VAT on locally assembled vehicles for two more years. Mr. Speaker, to zero rate VAT on locally produced sanitary pads. Mr. Speaker, to grant import duty waivers for rare materials for the local manufacture of sanitary pads. Mr. Speaker, to grant exemptions on the importation of agricultural machinery equipment and inputs and medical consumables, raw materials for the pharmaceutical industry. Mr. Speaker, a VAT flat rate of 5% to replace the 15% standard VAT rate on all commercial properties will be introduced to simplify administration. To address the negative externalities of plastic waste and pollution, government will review and expand the environmental excise duty to cover plastic packaging and industrial and vehicle emissions. Mr. Speaker, the Stamp Duty Act 2005, Act 689, has not been reviewed since the enactment in 2005. To realign the rates of current economic realities, government in 2024 will review the rates and fees for stamp duties. The bonds subject to ad valerium taxes will be expanded, while the specific rates will be reviewed. Mr. Speaker, a simplified tax Return will be introduced as a means of promoting voluntary compliance as part of a modified taxation scheme for individuals in the informal sector. This approach will make it easier for taxpayers to fulfill their tax obligations to the state. Mr. Speaker, the Tripartite Committee has concluded negotiations on the national daily minimum wage, the tax-free portion of the individual income tax rate accordingly be adjusted to take care of the change. Government recognizes the constraints our medical personnel face in providing health care for our citizens. With the passage of the Exemptions Act, government will engage the Ghana Medical Association on waivers for importation of vehicles to ease the transportation burden on our doctors. The policy will enable them to deliver quality and timely health care. Mr. Speaker, as a government, we have always been committed to protecting the quality of life of our people. Total wages and salaries for workers has increased from 14.7 billion in 2016 to 37.5 billion. All workers were paid full wages and salary on time, even when revenues plummeted 
during the COVID-19 pandemic. In the difficult economic challenges, we paid 15% cost of living allowance for six months in 2022 to cushion the 949 workers, 1,000 workers, some 50% more than we had in 2016. Mr. Speaker, as reported in the 2023 Media Fiscal Policy Review of the 2023 Budget Statement Economic Policy of Government, a spending areas clearance and prevention strategy was developed and approved by Cabinet for implementation. This is part of the measures to achieve the objective of bringing public finances back on a sustainable path efficiency in public spending. To clear the assistance stock of arrears, the Ghana Audit Service has begun the verification and validation of the arrears identified as at end December 2022 before payments are made. Mr. Speaker, to prevent the accumulation of new arrears, government has put in place the following measures to enhance commitment controls and prevent the accumulation of arrears. Alignment of the quarterly budget allotment of cash flows forecast and tighten the use of allotments as a control on the givements rather than a budget starting with the 2024 budget. Standardized contracts for public works to ensure flexibility in budget execution, review standard tender documents to include clauses that make the award of the contract null and void if not supported by givements generated purchase order. All MDAs will be required to use GANEPS for all procurements to enhance transparency and efficiency in the procurement of good works, consultancy, non-consultancy, and asset disposal. Improve budget execution practices by undertaking the following. Approval of MDAs commencement requires to be done within the first quarter of any fiscal year to allow MDAs sufficient time to complete procurement and payment processes before end of year. Informants of the use of gifts for all transactions to prevent unbudgeted expenditure. Internal agency to ensure that public officers within covered entities adhere to the legal and regulatory principles governing public financial management in the discharge of their duties. All public officers, particularly principal officers of covered entities will be held to the strict application of the specified section as specified in section 96 to 98 of the PFM Act. Mr. Speaker, the Public Financial Management Act 2016 Act 921 was passed to regulate the financial management of the public sector within a macroeconomic and fiscal framework. This law sets out stringent accounting audit and reporting requirements for public funds. As the first finance minister to oversee the implementation of this critical law, I am confident that this government has been the most transparent and accountable in our history. Over the past seven years, I have laid before this House 55 statutory reports to fulfill the provision of this law. These include the annual report on petroleum funds, report on the utilization of the African levies, as examples. We have also learned key lessons from the helpful feedback from our stakeholders. Most of these formed the core of the macro-critical reforms being implemented 
under the IMF-backed PCPEC program. Mr. Speaker, as the government's PCPEC program enters the second year, we plan to assess progress and deepen our collaborations for reforms at the PFM Summit to be organized by April 2024. We encourage our development partners to join us on this journey. Mr. Speaker, in the rail sector, we expect overall rail GDP growth to increase from an expected 2.3% in 2023 to 2.8% and reach 5% in 2027. This yields an average growth rate of 4.3% over the 2024-2027 period. Non-oil rail GDP is projected to slow down from an estimated 2.8% in 2023 to 2.1% in 2024 and pick up to 5% to by 2027, given an average growth rate of 4.1% over the 2024-2027 period. Mr. Speaker, the Bank of Ghana has maintained the tight monetary policy stand to firm up the disinflation process. Among other measures, the bank has further raised the monetary policy rate by accumulative 300 basis points in the year to September 2023 to 30%. In the outlook, monetary policy in 2024 and the medium term will, will aim to regain price stability. Inflation is expected to remain within the IMS program's monetary policy consultation cost of 29.4% of a symmetric band of 4% at the end of 2023, an end-year target of 15% in 2024, and trend further down to the medium-term target band of 8 plus or minus 2% by end December 2025. A tight monetary policy stance, favorable base drifts, relative stability on the foreign exchange market, and a favorable food harvest are expected to outweigh inflationary pressures over the near term. In the outlook, the external sector's performance will largely depend on the conclusion of negotiations with the country's external creditors. Also, the Bank of Ghana's policy thrust will remain focused on increasing external buffers through sustainable means. The exchange rate is expected to remain stable, supported by continued progress with the implementation of the IMF-supported program. Expected inflows from the cocoa syndication loan, the second tranche of the IMF loan, mining inflows, and the BOG's continuation of the gold for oil program. The main risks to the center outlook include increasing uncertainty about geopolitical tensions and volatility in commodity prices. Mr. Speaker, the IMF Executive Board approved Ghana's three-year, three billion IMF-supported post-COVID-19 for economic growth on the 17th of May 2023, after the government of Ghana secured a staff-level agreement on the program in December 2022. The program, as you know, aims to restore macro-stability and debt sustainability, build resilience through the implementation of wide-ranging and strong structural reforms in key sectors of the economy, and lay the foundations for stronger and more inclusive and private sector-led growth while protecting the poor and the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, 
the IMF supported PCPEC is assessed semi-annually by the IMF through an IMF staff review mission followed by final approval by the IMF Executive Board. Disbursements under the program are tied to successful completion of each review. The reviews assess our progress towards meeting the quantitative performance criteria, indicative targets, and structural benchmarks. Mr. Speaker, I'm glad to inform this August House that based on the IMF's own assessment at the staff level, after the first review, Ghana met all the six quantitative performance criteria. The two out of the three indicative targets, the two met a flow on social spending, a flow on non-oil public revenue. The indicative target of zero net accumulation of payables was extended largely to the ongoing negotiations with energy sector IPP on legacy debt. And six of the seven structural benchmarks due end 2023 were also met and subsequently the sevens has been met. Mr. Speaker, the fiscal incentives and reliefs I announced previously are in line with government's five-year growth strategy, which was approved by Cabinet in August 2023. This is to stimulate and sustain economic growth even as we restore macroeconomic stability under the IMF back program. The first phase, which is a 14-month program, essentially focuses on scaling our prioritized existing programs and attracting private sector investments to deliver rapid results without significant demands on budgetary resources. Mr. Speaker, the growth strategy prioritizes key sectors of the economy, including agriculture, agribusiness, and aquaculture, trade, industry, and export promotion, tourism, as well as digitization and technology. The recently launched Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue will support this path of growth. A permanent steering and technical committee co-led by the Ministries of Finance as well as Ministry of Trade and Industry and the private sector and supported by development partners is being set up to drive this collaboration for growth. Mr. Speaker, last year I discussed the enormous impact of the food import bill on exchange rate volatility and inflation. I made clear how unsustainable the imports are and the need to change course. The growth strategy therefore supports the implementation of interventions that increases our capacity to produce deepening value chains, facilitate and modernize storage facilities, and increase the shelf line of products. These improvements are expected to help support exports build forests, exchange buffers, and reduce inflation. Of earmarked, of earmarked funds. Mr. Speaker, we would also like to appreciate on this level the contributions of key so stakeholders, including the managing director, the management and staff of the IMF, the World Bank, the AFDP, and development partners who play diverse roles in this journey. Mr. Speaker, we are equally grateful to the Council of State, CSOs, Labor Unions, Employees Association, AGIFBOs, think tanks and research institutions, and all other stakeholders who played various roles in the process. Let me note, Mr. Speaker, Labor's remarkable composure and historic agreement yesterday 
to ensure uh, discussions with the fund was not derailed. We cannot labor for this. Mr. Speaker, planting for food and jobs, 2.0. Mr. Speaker, Honourable Minister, Honourable Minister, just a minute. Honourable Members, in line with Order 42 of the Standing Orders of our House, I hereby direct that sitting be held outside the normal sitting hours. Honourable Minister, you may now continue. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, in seeking to change the course of the agriculture sector, the President in August 2023, with the new Minister of Agriculture, launched the Planting for Food and Jobs 2.0. By design, PFJ 2.0 places greater emphasis on value chain approaches and focuses on strengthening linkages between actors along eligible agriculture commodity value chains, broadly categorized into grains, roots, and tuber, vegetables, and poultry. The PFJ has a special focus on poultry to address the heavy reliance on imports. Accordingly, 15 anchor farmers and 500 outgrowers in five regions, Ashanti, Greater Accra, Bono, Bono East, and Eastern regions, will be selected to produce 65,000 metric tons of broilers in 2024. Mr. Speaker, the significant shortfall between demand and domestic production of vegetables requires urgent action, especially considering the impact of the recent supply disruptions from the Sahelian region. The engagement onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget reviewed the importance of developing an onion and onion index to track the production <laughs> the engagement of onion producers and importers prior to this 2024 budget revealed the importance of developing an onion index to track the production distribution and consumption of the commodity. It emerged during these engagements that in 2022, demand for onions was 314,000 metric tons, while the local production was 179,000 metric tons. In addition, the national demand for tomatoes in 2022 was estimated at 1.3 million metric tons, while local production stood at 468,000 metric tons. These are two prominent vegetables in the Ghanaian households. Mr. Speaker, PLG2 therefore seeks to improve the supply and utilization of high quality inputs, facilitate credit guarantees for aggregators to procure improved seed fertilizers and pesticides and supply them on zero interest credit terms to vegetable farmers in the immediate and short term future. Furthermore, the condition and capacity of existing warehouses will be improved to enhance the condition and capacity in storing bumper harvest 
and maintaining price stability. Mr. Speaker, the growth strategy also aims to boost fish production, mostly through increased focus on oceanic and inland effing ponds. The goal is to support fishermen, fish farmers, and fish processors in our coastal regions. The interventions planned in this subsector include direct support for production, distribution, and storage of fish, as well as producing and supplying over 110,000 110 million liters of premised fuel using gasoline and condensate. Mr. Speaker, part of PFG2's program strategy is to support the private commercial agriculture under the Economic Enclaves Project. Towards this, priority has been given to securing and developing lands to offer security of tenor for large-scale agriculture investments the focus on large-scale commercial agriculture is to harness the benefits of scale and scope of economics, promote the adoption of technology for efficiency and standardization, as well as support price stabilization efforts. As of December 2022, three enclaves in Kasonya, Greater Accra, Kumewu, Ashanti, and Banda Oti region were operational. Five out of Five other enclaves are planned in 2024 to promote value addition, integration, and deepening aggregation and value chain systems to serve as economic growth goals. The three operational EEPs will lead to production of 160,000 metric tons of rice by end of 2024, over 110,000 acres of land in cultivation for the key staples private sector actors investing on EEP will provide employment for the youth of a target of at least 5,000 jobs. Already, Mr. Speaker, 10 private sector actors have responded to the expression of interest to predominantly act as anchor farmers on the developed lands. Government will also pursue the interest expressed by other international private sector operators to unlock investments and technology for the economic enclave projects. We are also using the EEP to leverage catalytic financing from key partners, including MasterCard Foundation and the African Development Bank. To implement the economic enclave at scale and speed, as I mentioned, Ghana City's one billion has been allocated to Millennium Development Authority to complement PFJ 2.0. This funding will be dedicated to providing critical infrastructure including irrigation canals as well as cleaning and developing, developing land for private sector actors in the EEP. Other key interventions under the Ghana CARES program such as the completion of a foundry will benefit from this funding. MEDA has a remarkable record from the implementation of two compacts under the Millennium Challenge Corporation one of which was agriculture and agribusiness. They continue to demonstrate experience and ingenuity that will accelerate the delivery of the growth goals to transform agriculture in our country. Mr. Speaker, the Digital Youth Village as a key initiative under Ghana Cares involves collaboration between the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization, Ministry of Finance and University of Ghana to support tech entrepreneurs and create vibrant tech hubs. To date, 
the DYB project has completed the design, land, location, site clearance, as well as securing an architect and contractor initiating the construction phase. Phase one of DYB project is expected to be completed before end December 2024. Mr. Speaker, in the area of trade, industry, and export, the key operations under 1D1F free zones, export promotion, strategic and core industries, and business regulatory reforms have been prioritized under the growth strategy. Altogether, earnings from non-traditional export are expected to increase to 4 billion and 4.8 billion in 2024 from 3.51 billion in 2022. 271 licensed free zone companies are expected to increase earnings to 2.19 billion in 2024 compared to earnings of 1.8 billion from 207 licensed free zone companies in 2022. Mr. Speaker, Ghana